Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Well, we're still in the Parable of the Fireplace series, trying to help our love relationships, our marriages. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We'll read verses 6 through 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 6 through 12. Paul here is not talking about marriage. He's not talking about uh, love relationships. Instead, he's talking to the Corinthian church about spiritual gifts and the place of spiritual gifts in their lives. In particular, they're arguing over the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. And so he's going to talk specifically about uh, speaking in tongues in chapter 14. But what he says about speaking in a way that other people can understand, speaking in other people's language, uh, speaks very directly to how couples interact with each other in a love relationship. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 6. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and I speak in tongues, What good will it be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? Even in the case of lifeless things that make sounds, such as the pipe or the harp, how will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is a distinction in the notes? Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you. Unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue, how will anyone know what you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker is a foreigner to me. So it is with you. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. Now, I want you to notice again in verse 9 what Paul says, specifically in verse 9. He says, unless you speak intelligible, that is, easy to understand words, with your tongue, how will anyone know what you you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. What if the way you and I express and receive love is so different from the way that our spouses express and receive love that it is as if we are speaking a foreign language to them when we try to love them, a foreign language that they do not understand because it's not the language of love that they speak with. What language do you act? That's the title of this message. You remember we started out with this parable of the fireplace. The parable of the fireplace, in summary, is that when a love relationship begins between two people, what happens is in the heart of each of those two people, the other person ignites a fire. I call them love fires. And in order for those love fires to grow and remain strong, the lovers must 
add logs to the fire. Early on, we do it without thinking about it. Later on, uh, we, after the honeymoon period, we tend to forget about the logs. And so quite often, in fact, the most common mistake couples make in marriage is that they forget about adding logs to the flyer and the love fires, as a result, diminish. Let me tell you a story about Denise and Fabian. Fabian and Denise are in their early 40s. They've been married for about 13 years. Overall, they've had a pretty good relationship, but there are times when they wonder if their marriage could be better. Denise writes customer service policies for the Human Resources Department of Macy's. She thrives at her work because she instinctively knows how to serve customers and how to improve customer satisfaction. She's always doing things for people. When she isn't working, She stays busy doing things for people to the point that she volunteers for a lot of positions and jobs at her church. And she volunteers her time at a local food pantry. People know Denise. People who know Denise say that she is constantly doing things for others and putting putting others before herself. Although she is very busy, Denise still finds time to do things for her husband Fabian such as She'll get up before he does every morning, and she'll cook his favorite breakfast. She does it every morning because her nature is to do things for her husband and show her love that way. Fabian, on the other hand, is an architect specializing in the restoration of historical landmarks. He enjoys taking old, run-down buildings and restoring them to their original condition. He takes pride in his work, and he's very good. He has earned many awards and accolades for the architectural restoration that he has done. Plaques and certificates adorn his office wall. He takes great pride in the fact that people uh, recognize his work and appreciate what he does. At the company where he works, the architectural firm, he oversees a staff of 15 people. And he recognizes that they are a big part of his success, and so he frequently rewards his employees with gifts. Sometimes those gifts are as inexpensive and simple as giving them a gift card. At other times, on special occasions, he'll reward certain employees with week-long paid vacations. He's aware of the type gifts that his staff members like because he takes the time to get to know them, to listen to them, talk with them, and therefore he knows the kind of gifts they like, and that's what he buys for them. Now, Fabian loves Denise, his wife. He is very proud of all the work that she does, both at her job, in the church, and in the community, and he often shows his appreciation and his love for her by bringing her gifts he has bought for her. He enjoys just sitting with Denise and talking with her about their lives with the TV off, the computer off, the phone on silent. Something that Denise also enjoys, but being a very busy person, a person who's got to be up and doing things for people, she has little time for sitting down together. Even when they're at home together, she's busy doing things for Fabian. 
And so even when she does sit down and she talks with him and he with her, she's thinking about things that she can do for him. Although neither Fabian nor Denise have ever expressed it, deep down neither of them feel loved by the other. So what is the problem? How can we help Fabian and Denise improve their relationship? Let me tell you that it has to do with the language in which the two of them express and receive love. Now let me reiterate a couple of things that we've said uh, in the uh, messages before today. First off, the fireplace represents the relationship developing between two persons in love. And secondly, in order for those flames to grow strong, logs must be placed on the fire. We must intentionally throw logs into the fire. Now, uh, we all, I guess, uh, during the course of this series have joked about, boy, I've been throwing logs on the fire this week. Or I had, uh, Jeff Cannon bought Leslie a car this past week. Did y'all see it on Facebook? Anybody see that? He bought her a car, and on Facebook he says, look, I'm throwing logs on the fire. And I sent a word to him saying, you might ought to get a firefighter, Jeff. I mean, you know, some things, I don't know, throwing logs on the fire. And here's the key statement in this series. No relationship has ever ended when the love fires are consistently tended. If you're in a marriage and there are times when it may be not as great as you want it to be or it is as great as you want it to be, but it can even be improved upon, then the way to do that is to throw logs on the fire, on the love fires. And again, the relationship that is constantly tended is one that has never ended. Now, one of the ways that couples can add logs to the love fires is to understand their spouse's love language. Now, uh, what I'm about to share with you is not original with me. In fact, I have very few original thoughts. I, I rely heavily on the help of a lot of people who know a lot more than I do. And this morning, uh, I am going to rely heavily on a book that Dr. Gary Chapman wrote several years ago entitled The Five Love Languages. I encourage every a couple who's thinking about getting married, getting ready to get married, every couple who's been married, who is, uh, whether, regardless of how long they've been married, I encourage them to get this book because it can change your life. It can change your marriage, what Dr. Gary Chapman found. He noticed as he was listening uh, to couples in marriage counseling over 30 years that he heard a lot of couples complaining with each other. So many complaints, in fact, that as he was listening to them, he began to see a pattern. And here's what he says. He says, I realized that I was hearing the same stories over and over again. And he saw that people were trying, lovers were trying to express love to another, their, their spouse, and yet the spouse wasn't understanding it. And the spouse, in turn, was trying to share love with uh, the other person, the other spouse, and they weren't understanding it, and he realized that we speak love in different languages. So let me share with you a few things about this idea of love language. First, a love language is the way people express love 
emotionally to another person. Now, in other words, a, a love language represents the manner in which you and I best give love to other people and the, the way that we most prefer to receive love from other people, okay? So uh, uh, if you are wondering what your love language is, before we even try to identify that, let me just say that, that you speak a love language, and whatever that love language is, it is the way that you most frequently, most commonly express love to those you care about, and the way that you prefer to receive love. That's number one. Number two, everybody has a primary and secondary love language. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, personality types. Do you remember that? Bull, owl, lamb, tiger. Do you remember that? Hello? I need to preach it again? No? Okay. Uh, how many bulls are in the uh, auditorium today? Would you raise your hand if you're a bull? Yeah, we got some liars in here, though. I'll tell you that. Sure do. A bull, owl, lamb, tiger. Well, uh, the, the love language that you speak or that you act is very similar to your personality type. They're not the same. There were four basic personality types that can be broken down further. We only dealt with the four basic. But here there are uh, five uh, love languages, and everybody has a primary love language. That is, there is a primary manner in which you express love and receive love. But you also have a secondary love language that is, in, in a, uh, a subservient way to the main love language, is a way that you also most often express uh, love language, the way that you express love to someone else. All right, number three, couples must understand each other's love language in order to most effectively communicate love to each other. If you want to express your love to your spouse in the most effective way that your spouse receives it, then you must understand the love language that your spouse speaks. If I, and I love my wife, Amanda. If I, if I want Amanda to feel loved by me, then I must understand what her love language is and express love to her in that language regardless of whether that is my most common love language or not. All right? So we must understand each other's love language and express love in that way if we really want our spouse to feel our love. Now, number four, what happens when you fail to understand each other's love language? Failing to understand each other's love language results in feelings of frustration and lovelessness. When you have a married couple and they do not understand their love languages, or maybe they do understand them, but they're not applying the love languages to their expressions of love for each other, what happens is there's a lot of frustration. For instance, if... Uh, my wife Amanda, let's say that she, she uh, and I'll tell you what her love language is a little bit later, but let's say that she expresses love to me with a certain love language, but let's say that I don't speak that love language at all. And she is, she's, I mean, just abundantly expressing her love for me using her love language, but because I don't speak that love language, I don't feel loved at all, or at least very little. On the other hand, She's thinking, man, I'm showing this guy every day, many times a day that I love him. I, I keep 
expressing it in my love language, she becomes frustrated because it feels like that I don't appreciate the love that she's offering me. So failure to understand each other's love language results in frustration on the part of the person offering love and a lovelessness on the part of the person who should be receiving the love, but they don't speak the language. Now, when Gary Chapman sat down and read through more than a decade worth of notes, he realized that there are five emotional love languages, that is, five ways that people speak and understand emotional love, and here they are. First of all, some people speak uh, a love language called words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. These are compliments or words of encouragement. A person whose primary love language is words of affirmation expresses love emotionally by using words to build up the persons that they care about. We all know the power of words. Solomon Uh, At one point said this, he says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And indeed, there is tremendous power in spouses, husbands and wives, verbally affirming their love to each other. Now, verbal compliments or words of appreciation are very powerful ways to communicate your love. They're they're best expressed in some very simple and straightforward uh, statements. For instance... You look sharp in that suit. If, if you are a man and your, love, your primary love language is words of affirmation and your wife gets up on Sunday morning and she looks at you and she says, you look sharp in that suit, it lights your fire. Now, if words of affirmation are not your love language, it, it just, it's like pouring water on the thing, okay? Do you ever look incredible in that dress, baby? You really look great. I really like how you're always on time to pick me up for work. I appreciate that. You can always make me laugh no matter how sad I am. You you can make me laugh. Words of affirmation. That's some people's primary love language. Then secondly, there is quality time. Some people's love language is not words of affirmation, but it's quality time, which means giving undivided attention. It means that you give your spouse uh, full attention... Uh, the TV's not on, the computer's not on, the phone's not on because you got it turned off, and, and you're not reading a book or reading a magazine. Your attention is totally on your spouse. It, it can mean sitting on the couch, just looking at each other and talking. It means focusing on each other. You, you, could, you could take a walk together, and as you walk, you're, you're talking with each other and you're sharing the things that mean something to you. If your mate's primary love language is quality time, then that person simply wants you to be with them, spending time with them, quality time. Third, there is the gift, the the, uh, language of receiving gifts. Receiving gifts is very self-explanatory. It means giving symbols of love like Flowers on a special occasion or flowers on a not-so-special occasion. It, means, uh, it could mean uh, 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 purchasing something for uh, someone that's, that, that goes with one of their hobbies and, and you give it to them. A gift is something that you can hold in your hand and you can say, Look, he was thinking of me or look, she remembered me today. You must be thinking of someone to give them a gift. 
The gift itself is a symbol of the fact that you were thinking about them. It does not matter whether it costs money or not. It doesn't have to. What is important is that you thought of your mate. Now, think back to the story of Fabian and Denise. Fabian's primary love language was giving gifts. Now, you may say, well, boy, that sounds selfish. Do not look at this as selfishness. Do not look at this as, oh, that's a desire, not a need. We're talking about what you need from your spouse, what your spouse needs from you. Now, what about the person who says, well, I'm not a gift giver. I wasn't raised to receive gifts growing up. I never learned how to select gifts. It just doesn't come natural for me. Actually, I would say to that person, congratulations, because you have made a very important discovery in your life. You know what is not your love language. But if your spouse's love language is giving and receiving gifts, you better learn that second language. Because that's the way he or she best understands expressions of your love. Number four is acts of service. Acts of service. Setting the table, walking the dog, doing other small jobs. I mentioned my wife Amanda. Her primary love language is acts of service. She uh, shows her love for me by doing things, tons of things, every single day that she knows that I rely on her to do, that I need for her to do, that I like for her to do. And so she will... She's a great cook. She cooks for me. She takes care of our house for me. I have about 101 uh, plus things that I'm allergic to. And Amanda makes sure that our house is as allergy-free as it is possible. She does that for me. She has no allergies. Acts of service. For the person whose love language is acts of service... For them, this is the slogan, your actions speak louder than your words. In the story of Fabian and Denise, Denise's love language was acts of service. That's the way she expressed her love for everybody, including to Fabian. Finally, there's physical touch. Physical touch can include uh, holding hands, walking arm in arm. It can be uh, sexual intimacy. Physical touch is a powerful vehicle, especially for those for whom physical touch is the primary love language. And they won't get your love in any other way but by expressing it through physical touch. Now again, let's, let's look at these five. You've got five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. If you didn't get one when you came in, I hope you'll get one when you leave. There's a little one-page test that Dr. Gary Chapman put together, and you can take it and go through that uh, test. Be careful how you answer questions, and you tally those results at the bottom of the sheet, and you can figure out close proximity to what your primary and secondary love language is. In the story of Denise and Fabian, Denise was constantly showing her love for Fabian by doing things for him, but Fabian's primary Uh, love language was giving gifts. That's the way he expressed his appreciation to the people who worked for him. That's the way that he thrived when people would recognize his work and give him awards and plaques and honors. He, he, He appreciated that. And so what he liked to do was give Denise gifts. But neither of them felt love. 
Why is that? Here's why. Because Fabian wasn't speaking Denise's love language. Her love language, again, was doing things. If he really wanted to express his love for Denise in the best way that she understands it, then he, he ought to forget about buying gifts. He, he needs to do things for her, things as simple as, as washing the dishes, same, things as simple as, as vacuuming the floors, things as simple as making sure that her car is always serviced right and that it is always full of gas, doing things. On the other hand, Denise was constantly doing things for Fabian, but that wasn't his love language. She would be far better, instead of uh, exerting all that energy doing stuff, she, she would be much better exerting that energy down at, the, down at the dollar store or Walmart or wherever you want to go buy something, and she buys something for him, and she brings it to him, and when she gives that to him, he lights up because he knows that during the course of the day, she was thinking about him, and that's what it's all about. I mentioned to you that Amanda, my wife's love language is uh, acts of service. I mean, it's really high. My uh, love languages, primary and secondary, they're pretty close, are, are words of affirmation and physical touch. And for years, for years, our relationship was not what it needed to be, and the simple reason was I expressed love in a way that Amanda didn't understand it because it was like speaking a foreign language to her. And so I know now that if I really want to express love to my wife in a way that she will, she will sincerely feel it and feel that I love her, then I need to do things for her. And I've noticed, I've noticed when I do things for her, it really enhances our relationship. On the other hand, uh, she's doing things for me all day, and now I know, now I know that when she's doing things for me, every time she does it, she's saying, I love you. So not only, not only am I trying to speak her language, but I'm understanding the language that she normally does speak in. And so I'm hearing her multiple times a day in her own way say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And literally, it's done tremendous things for our marriage, for our relationship. Here's the message in a sentence. Remember that no relationship is ever ended when the love fires are consistently tended. And one of the ways you can add logs to the love fires is to express your love for your spouse in the language in which they best understand. And I want you to get this. We feel loved when love is expressed in our particular language. You say, I don't speak my wife's love language. Learn it. Learn it. I want to leave you with three questions. What is your love language? What is the language that you most often express love and receive love? Number two, what is your spouse's love language? And number three, now that you have learned about these or have been reminded about these, you probably already knew about them, what will you do about them? in order to express your love most effectively to your spouse. I say again, ladies and gentlemen, the church is only as strong as the strongest family, and the family is only as strong as the marriage that anchors it. Speak your spouse's love language, and you will see a difference. Let's pray. Heavenly Father,
We know, Lord, that you care about our families. You care about the relationship we have with our wives or with husbands. And, Lord, you care about what our children see when they're at home with us. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen the marriages at Palmetto Baptist Church. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen our church through the strength that you give marriage and family in our church. Lord, I pray that you would lead married couples who are here to understand their own love language, but also the way that their spouse expresses love too. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.